You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And and, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. All right. Welcome back to the uh, Forfeit Fatherhood podcast, man. Whew. So the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast is a podcast where, um, you know, we, we talk about the four pillars of fatherhood, the, the fatherhood formula, which is faith, family, fitness, and finance, right? So we talk about those different things. Um, typically, we have a guest on and uh, interview them, uh, you know, and the, and the guest is usually um, an expert, so to speak, in one of those topics. But today, you are lucky enough to get me and me all by myself. Um, it is a solo episode. Um, so usually with the solo episodes, I pick a topic, talk about the topic. Last solo episode, I think I was talking about habits. Um, and habit formation, you know, going into 2022, um, as fathers, we want to try to set some solid habits for ourselves, for our family, uh, going into the year, you know, maybe breaking some of the bad habits that we had from the year previously, um, and going into this year. So today, um, I want to talk about, um, a couple of things. One, so one of my habits for this year is I wanted to be able to read at least one book a week. So last year I was able to get you know, like maybe a half a book a week. And I cheat a little bit, right? Because I'll listen to books on tape. I, I really rarely ever listen, I mean, read a book. Uh, so this year I am pushing myself to one, read a book, one single book, um, and then listen to an audio book. Um, so the, the habit thing came from a book that I had read about habits. Um, and this week, um, the book that I am focusing on is The One Thing. Okay. Um, the one thing is by uh, Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. Um, Gary Keller is kind of the, 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 the main topic of the book. We're kind of talking about Gary Keller. Gary Keller is, uh, if you've ever heard of Keller and Williams, the real estate company, that's Gary Keller, right? He is the Keller and Keller Williams, um, one of the largest, if not the still largest uh, real estate companies in the world. And uh, one of the things that they did was, or what he did was write a book about his path to success. And that book um, has has made over 500 and some odd appearances on a national bestsellers list. Um, it has been uh, number one, number one uh, Wall Street Journal bestseller a couple of times, New York Times bestseller, US Today bestseller, right? So I figured this has got to be a good book to read, right? So what is what is happening over here? I got I got a double little setup right here. It's kind of cool. It's like this new thing I'm doing, but uh, it's kind of tripping over here. So let me let me close that out real quick, and uh, let me get back to you guys. For you guys that aren't watching the video, you don't know what I'm talking about. You're just like, what? What are you talking about? Double setup. But I have two computers now. Um, and, and if you can see, again, you guys are seeing uh, on the video. You're seeing the background because I have yet to finish the podcast studio. Um, my studio under the stairs, as I call it. Um, I'm putting in this week, uh, putting in some soundproofing so the sound to be a little clearer 
uh got some solid lighting in here now finally um and this is only half of the lighting i got some that's a little bit clearer uh, but again once we get everything set up get everything put together then you guys will be able to see the podcast studio um this is my first kind of crack at it because uh by the end of 2022 i want to have a full-on podcast studio not the studio under the stairs but an actual studio uh, where podcasters can come and record their episodes um, and also have some kind of content creation type studio uh, for for video uh, as well as you know you know Instagram um, and you know content creators right guys girls that are doing photography or video or all that kind of stuff right so uh, by the end of 2022 and I'm only telling you guys because I need you guys to hold me accountable so if you don't see progress be like yo what's the deal with the content studio what's the deal with the studio under the stairs um, you know, push me, right. As I, as I will push you. So anyway, back to the book, uh, what's your one thing, right? What is your one thing, right? Um, when we talk about for the specifics of this book, right, they're talking about, um, what's the one thing you can do to get surprisingly extraordinary results. Um, they're more business focused, right? Like a lot of the, you know, the self-development and personal development books are like, but for kind of geared towards entrepreneurs somewhat, um, how to become a better uh, entrepreneur, a better business owner, sometimes just a better version of yourself. Um, we're using it for the purposes of fatherhood, right? And for fatherhood, it's kind of all the same. I like to say that as the father, you're the CEO of your family. Um, so when you read these business books, you can always apply them back to your family. Now, maybe not as you know black and white as an entrepreneurial book, um, but you can definitely do some of that, right? Like you can get some of that kind of feel, some of the some of the, the principles that you learn in some of these entrepreneurial books, you can use in, in, you know, guiding and leading your family. If it's a book about leadership, like Start With Why, the Simon Sinek book is a great book for a father, for a leader of the household. You're starting with the why you're doing things, right? Um, if you haven't read that book, that's a great book to read. It was one of the books that I read last year. Um, Definitely a great book, not, not only just for business, but for life in general. And especially, like I said, as a father, you are the leader of the household and that book is for leaders. So it's really dope. Um, but anyway, so what's your one thing, right? So people, people are using like this kind of simple, powerful concept to focus on what matters most uh, in, in their personal and their work lives, right? That one thing that you can do, right? That if done, if done well, will will change everything else, right? Um, and so in the book, there's a lot of like really really cool takeaways, right? There's really like like a lot of really cool takeaways. So so um, there's there's a couple of things. One, you know, a lot of times we hear uh, people talk about creating a, a to do list, right? So we we know I know I have one. Um, you know, the honey-do list, or wife gives us one, and I know that I am better um, following directions. Maybe that's just the way I'm hardwired, but if I got a list of directions, I can go, you know, right down the line, and, and you know, you give me a recipe. I'm not a great cook, but if you give me a recipe, I can pretty much make it taste like the recipe because I am going to follow the directions to a T, um, and it's going to be exactly what you asked for. So that's why, you know, the kind of checklist or, or uh, a to-do list really work with me because I am able to execute one thing at a time. And I think a lot of guys are like that. And I think that's why um, sometimes we get confused when your wife's like, go to the store, get this, 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 and this, right? And be like, uh, let me write that down, right? Because I know if I go and I get in the store, I'm gonna grab a couple of things that I remember 
And then a couple of things can get left behind. Like today I went to Target and grabbed some stuff that she asked me to get, did not write a list. And after this, I'm going to go back to Target because there's something I forgot to get that I need to return, right? <laughs> so uh, yeah, I know that happens to you guys. It, it happens to me. It's cool, fellas. It happens to the best of us. Um, but um, back, to, back to the book, right? Um, if you can focus your energy on one thing at a time, right? One thing at a time and do that thing until it's complete then you have a better ability to create a successful ending, right? For example, if we use that, that you know, honeydew list or that list she gives you to go to the store, right? If you get thing one, right? Thing one is now out of the way. You can focus on thing two, right? But if you're going down the aisle and you're thinking of trying to get thing one and thing two and thing, thing, thing three all at the same time, one of those things is going to be forgotten, right? Because your brain uh, whether you like to or not, it doesn't do two things at once, right? It, it, you have the ability to do two things at once, but one of those things has to be put on autopilot, right? If you're doing two things at once, like right now, my hands are moving while I'm talking. One of those things is put on autopilot, right? Like my hands are expressing my words. So kind of, kind of working together. Um, but I'm not thinking about how I'm moving my hands until right now where I'm making sure I'm doing certain things with my fingers, but then I'm not thinking about how I'm sounding either, right? So your brain can do two things at, at a time. One is kind of put on autopilot or requires less of your body to do. Talking would be the example, right? We all know how to talk. We don't have to think about how to talk. Maybe I think about my tones and inflections, but I don't think about how I talk. I just talk, right? So when I'm actively doing things like this with my hand, where I'm kind of bringing you in, when I roll my hand like that, right? I'm thinking about that a little bit more, right? Now, when you add a third thing in, right? You could do two things. One is put on autopilot. When you add a third thing, one of those things gets dropped. It just, it, it is what it is, right? Like the way your brain is wired, you can do two things. There is a, a right side and a left side of your brain. There is not a, a right uh, like left center and uh, yes there are different parts of being like the prefrontal cortex and all that kind of stuff right but there's literally a split down the middle and it's right and left okay even even that prefrontal cortex area there's a right side and a left side that are responsible for certain things right so when you add in too many things you start to lose your ability to be successful and so that's why you want to focus on your one thing what is the one thing that you can do in this moment that is going to guide you to success. And so what he talks about is, is kind of creating a big picture, right? And I talked about this before, you have a big goal for yourself, right? You create this big goal for yourself and then you work your way backwards. Okay, what do I wanna do? They call it a, a someday goal, right? What do I wanna do someday, right? Once I know what I wanna do someday, okay, what do I wanna do this year, okay? What do I need to do this year? Once I know what that is and what I need to do you know, in six months, what I need to do in three months, what I need to do in one month, what I need to do, you know, this week, what I need to do today. What is my one thing today that's going to get me to my one week goal? What is the one thing I need to do this week that gets me to my one month goal? And then we kind of roll back that way, right? But I start at the end, right? I start with the end in mind, and then I work back to find out what I need to do today, right? And so what you want is you, you actually want less, right? You want fewer distractions and you want less on your plate. I know for you guys that that are, are you know working uh, or in business or entrepreneurs, you get tons of emails, tons of text messages, tweets, 
social media alerts, right? You, you got you got family stuff, you got meetings, you got work, actual work work that you're doing that distract you and stress you out, right? All the demands of work combined with all the demands of family end up taking a toll, right? And so what happens is you end up doing less than stellar work on all these things because you're focused on them all at the same time, right? You can't be great at everything, right? It's like they say you have a, a finger in everything and a hold on nothing, right? So you end up with second rate work, missed deadlines, smaller paychecks, fewer promotions and tons of stress, right? You end up with fractured relationships at home. You're not present. Your kids are like, where's dad? Uh, dad's not showing up or you get home and you're too tired to play with him. So you're asleep, right? So there's this kind of conflict where you want less because you want to take some of these things off your plate, but you also want more, right? You want to be more productive, right? You want to be a, a better husband, a better father. You want more income for a better lifestyle. You want more satisfaction from your relationships. You want more time for yourself, more time for your family, more time to socialize with your friends. So this conflict of wanting less and wanting more is actually solved in this one thing, right? If you can focus on getting one thing, like again, I have this list of things that I need to get. There's 10 things on the list, can't get all 10. I can focus on one, and if I knock off number one, now I only have nine. Now I have less on my plate, and I've got more of what I want, which is this list to be complete, right? So you can have both less and more right and the one and so in this book what you actually end up learning is you learn how to kind of cut through the clutter of everything right you you figure out how you can achieve more and less time um because you you start with that someday goal and you work back what you're getting is momentum right and so what you're building momentum to your goal like i i checked off what i need to do today boom now i got like i got a little little push behind me going into tomorrow Right now, I got a little more like it's the, it's, a, it's rolling downhill a little bit because I'm kind of chopping things away as I move forward. If I got that list of 10 things from the store, once I knock off one, now I only got nine. I'm shoot, I'm excited. I only got nine things left. I had 10, but I only got nine things left. I'm working in the direction that I want to go. Right now, there's less stress for me, which is another thing they talk about in the book because I don't have to worry about 10 things. Not only need to worry about nine now, because I took one off the list, I have less stress on me. I'm not so worried about the next thing, right? Um, I don't feel as overwhelmed. I don't have 10 things anymore. I only got nine. I'm good, right? I'm moving in the right direction, right? Because I don't have to worry about 10 things, I get to save some of my energy now, right? I'm not as stressed out. I'm not working as hard because I only have nine things I have to work on now because I lost one of those 10, right? Because I knocked one off, it allows me to stay on track because I chopped one away. Now I know in my mind that I can chop one away. So what do I do? I get back to work and chop another one away. So now that I only have eight, right? It allows you to, when you focus on your one thing, right? Because what they ask you to do is kind of whittle it down to like the very specific thing you figure out what matters most to you, right? And I had to do this. So um, I've talked to you guys about this before at the pandemic, you know, beginning of the pandemic, um, you know, I, I was the manager of, I was basically the general manager of a, of a athletic performance facility or company uh, here in Southern California. So we had, at that time we had four or five gyms uh, active and, and, and very, very busy, right? Pandemic comes and kind of shuts us down 
um, and I'm at home now, right? Because gyms are closed down. I'm at home and I'm realizing now how much time I get to spend with my family. Now, prior to that, I felt like I felt like I was giving all that I can give to my family. Like I felt like I was very in, in, intent. Uh, you know, I had, I don't know what the word is there, but I was very like, I made sure that I was present in the moments when I was with my family. Like I was very intent about the time that I had. Um, I made sure that that time was quality time, but when everything shut down, I was able to look at the full day of 24 hours. And if I was working 12 and sleeping six to eight, it doesn't leave much time for my family, no matter how quality the time was that I was giving them, the quantity was so few, uh, you know, they felt it, right? Like that first week where things were shut down and I got to have dinner at home Monday through Friday, I hadn't had dinner at home and I didn't realize, I didn't realize it. Like I hadn't had dinner at home with my family in almost a decade. I hadn't seen my house in the daytime, <laughs> in the daytime outside of the weekend. Like I had no idea what happens in my house. I mean, I had an idea, right? But I wasn't physically there to experience it, right? And so what I, what I decided with that is that as much as I had these work goals and these kind of a little more personal, like I want to have the biggest gym in Southern California, those kind of like egotistical kind of goals. And I want to be the best strength coach in the world, kind of like those kind of personal career goals. I realized what really mattered to me, right, is what mattered to me from the beginning. And when I, and I tell you guys about this before is when, when I found out that I was going to be a father, right, the day that I found out I was going to be a father, my wife and I were on a trip to Tahoe, um, just a random trip, like Thanksgiving weekend or something like that, something around Thanksgiving weekend, we went up to Tahoe, she wasn't feeling well, it was cold, snowy or whatever, right, and she wasn't feeling well, I'm like, oh, maybe you have a cold or something, she's like, nah, that's not it, uh, something's different, um, and basically, we boil it down to like, okay, let's go gra grab a pregnancy test, let's see what she was going on excited and nervous right i know you guys have been there <laughs> excited and nervous um take the pregnancy test and boom i'm a father and immediately in that moment immediately in that moment i felt like a sense of relief and a sense of responsibility and um at the time i was i was working with the new york mets i was a strength conditioning coach with the new york mets we were obviously in off season at that time um but i was getting ready to go back uh, to do um, uh, fall ball in uh, in the Dominican, or as opposed to anyway, Dominican Republic, uh, just for like a month or whatever. Um, you know, the, the little stuff that they have that you do and, you know, checking on players and all that kind of stuff, right? Getting ready to do that. And immediately I was like, yep, I'm not going. And not because I didn't love what I do or I didn't enjoy the time that I spent. I was just like, I am not going. There's no way that I am going to miss out on my first child, all of the, the doctor's visits, uh, the pregnancy itself, um, you know, possibly like being out at a game and then she goes into labor and now I got to try to figure out how I'm going to get to the hospital before my kid's born and I'm not there. Like all these things kind of hit me all at the same time. And I was like immediately all this responsibility is on me, but at the same time, I know that if I'm taking this responsibility, I'm getting rid of some other responsibility. So I was relieved and I was like, I'm done. When we get back home, I'm calling them and let them know I'm not coming back.
in that moment, I was able to master what mattered to me. I was able to figure out what matters to me. That was my one thing. Being a father to this child was my one thing. And I was going to be present from that time forward. Right. <clears throat> so again, we get to get to working and working and working and working, do the thing that we all do, right? Chasing the bag, getting promotions, making money, uh, starting new gyms, new programs, all this stuff. Everything is kind of rolling. Uh, pandemic hits. Boom. I get to see what's happening in my life because I've been blinded by all these different things that are going on. Finally get to see what's really happening with me and my family. And I'm like, whoa. Again, um, I feel a sense of responsibility. I need to be here. And I felt relieved because I knew that I could do it. I've done it before, right? I've given up a six-figure salary. I've done that before. That's not an issue, right? I know how to get it out. Like I come from a community where you have to get it right? I know how to go get it if I need to. I've done some responsible things to set myself up to be okay if I take some time away from work, right? But not right now, I need to, what's my one thing? My one thing is I need to be present for my family. I need to be a better husband because I was starting to fail a little bit because I was always at work. So it's very hard to be a great husband when you're not ever there. I don't think I was failing at being a father, but I know that my ability to be present was not there. And so even when I was home, I start kind of doing some different things. Like I'm at home, but I also need to do some stuff for work, right? And so that being present started kind of fading away. So I, I was able, because I focused on my one thing, which was fatherhood, I was able to reconnect with that. I was able to master what mattered most to me, right? Which was being a father to those children, okay? Um, so in, in doing this, right, in, in reading this book, and I hope you guys have a, have a chance to read it, um, you know, it, it, finding, finding what your one thing is, the one thing that you need to work on in fatherhood, um, is an interesting concept, right? Because it may be multiple things that you need to work on as a father. It may be some things that you're not even aware of that you need to work on as a father. Um, and I was talking to somebody on an episode of the podcast, I was talking to Aunt Mo. He was talking about, um, you know, every six months or so, maybe even, you know, a year, he, he sits down with his daughter and he asks her, you know, what, how is daddy doing? Like, is he doing a good job? What can he work on? Because, um, again, there may be some things that you don't know that you're not doing a good job at, right? Because you just think you're doing good. Because we as men have a little bit of a pride thing where we just think we're doing great. So we don't ask questions. As long as nobody's complaining, it must be good, right? Because we don't want to. We don't want to ask those emotional questions. We don't want to potentially set ourselves up to hear something that we don't want to hear, right? We understand that once we go looking for something, we find it. It's like Google, right? If you type it in, you're gonna find it. If you go searching for something, you're gonna find it. So when you ask those questions, you have to be prepared for those answers. Um, so there may be some things that you don't know that you need to work on, right? Maybe that means you need to go to therapy. A lot of us are struggling with trying to figure out the world on our own. We don't have fathers in our lives to lean on. We may not even have a father figure. Um, we don't know how to get in touch with our emotions. And I'm not saying that that's what a therapist does. A therapist provides you the tools. A therapist is like a coach, right? Uh, kind of, right? Therapist deals a little bit more in your past. A coach deals a little bit more in your future. Um, but similarly, they allow you to do what you need to do in order to get where you need to get right? The therapist is going to be suggestive. They're going to ask questions, but what they're doing is allowing you to discover the answers, 
right? Whereas a coach may kind of give you some of the answers and tell you how to get there, right? So you may need to do one or both, right? You may need a therapist, you may need a coach. There may be some things in your past that you haven't figured out. And they may be the reason that's, that you're being held back as a father. It may be some things that you just don't know about the future. Maybe you need a coach to guide you uh, so that you're making the right decisions, right? But ultimately, all these things always boil back to you. When I was talking about habits last week, it all boils back to you. We're talking about the one thing. It all boils back to you working on you and you becoming the best you you can be, right? It is it's something I heard Eric Thomas say the other day. Um, he's like... Uh, what did he say, man? It was it was really dope. He was like, you know, you you have as he wasn't talking about fathers, but he's like, you've you've sacrificed for others. Like you've 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 spent your life setting others up for success. You've you've given, you've blessed others, you've given of yourself. And as fathers, we do that, right? And we're trying to do more of it and be better at it. Um, but we also need to bless ourselves. We also need to give ourselves. We also need to set ourselves up for success, right? We need to do things for us, right? Now it's our time right now, right? Because in order for us to be better for them, we have to be the best version of us. And that's why I do, um, you know, the personal development stuff. That's why I read the books. That's why I get coaching. Uh, that's why I have therapists and things like that is because I understand that the better, the better man I am, the better father I can be, the better husband I be. And I'm going to keep preaching that and I'm going to bang that drum over and over again, right? Because I tell people, I tell parents this when I'm working with athletes and I'm training athletes at the high school now. And I, I talk to a coach, I'm like, look, actually, matter of fact, I told coaches today, look, man, if uh, <laughs> you give me, you're talking about like, uh, you know, great athletes and, you know, we'll, we'll coach whoever comes in. And I'm like, yeah, that's a dope concept, right? I'll coach whoever comes in, but I would much rather, right? We would be better as a team if I coached thoroughbreds and Clydesdales instead of donkeys, right? Now, everybody need, you know, I mean, you need all of them, right? You need donkeys because donkeys are going to do the dirty work that nobody wants to do. But if we are a team full of donkeys, somebody's going to be a jackass. And that's not going to be good for us as a team. Right. It's going to be good for you as a man. If you're just a donkey, you're just a hard worker, you don't have any connection to your emotions. You don't know how to move fast. You don't know how to like be strong, right? You, you need to be all of it. In order for you to be all that you can be, you need to be, you need help from somebody, right? Like if, you, if, if you're a hammer, then everything is a nail, right? Because when a hammer sees a screw, what does it do, right? Bang, right? Doesn't know what to do. It doesn't know anything else, right? And I want you guys to be a full toolbox, because when you're dealing with your kid, especially now, man, especially now, like I had the great opportunity uh, to work in a middle school for three months um, during the last semester. And I don't know if you guys have middle schoolers. If you don't, you got young ones. But this world is very, very different for a middle school. Middle school has always been like one of those time frames. People are like, oh my gosh, you, you teach in middle school, you coach middle schoolers. Oh my gosh, you're an angel. Like it's such a tough group to deal with. But this group that's coming up right now, you're gonna need some tools, dog. Like you need, you need a full tool set. You need access to Home Depot at all times. You need a Home Depot card. Because <laughs> you're gonna need to get some tools, man. Because they are facing things that we never even fathomed at that age, 
the pandemic didn't do anything but make it worse. Like it, 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 it exacerbated, it sped everything up. Things that, that sixth graders would not know about until they got to the ninth grade, they are well-versed in it. They are fully immersed, fully immersed in everything that, a high, like a sixth grader is a high schooler with the immaturity, right? They don't know what they're saying or doing is wrong, right? But they know things that they shouldn't know at that age, right? And so it's, it's really important that you have a full toolbox of things to use uh, at your disposal so that when you're dealing with your child or your wife or your family or your society, your community, right? You can't just be a hammer, right? You might need to be a screwdriver. You might need to be, uh, shit, you might even need to be a pallet jack at some point, right? <laughs> right? You're going to need to be all kinds of things, right? And so, and it's not like, you know, our fathers or their fathers where you could just be you know, tough love and, you know, they'll figure it out. That ain't that. Not no more, man. Not no more. So I, I know because you guys are listening to this podcast, right? Because you're listening to this podcast, the wheels are turning, right? You're trying to figure out how to be the best version of you, you're trying to be figure out about fatherhood, how you can be a best father you can be. Um, and so I encourage you, I encourage you to explore as much as you can, find out as much as you can listen to other podcasts. The Dear Son podcast is, is one of them. Uh, the Deal to Heal podcast with E. James. Um, if you're talking about business, and, and the, the uh, Social Proof podcast, like podcasting stuff, right? If you're talking about, uh, you know, books, this was one of them, right? Last week, you wanna talk about last week is one of them. Um, you know, just, just, you need to find a way to nurture all the parts of you, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, uh, the business side of you, all those things you need to explore, right? And not all at the same time. Again, find the one thing that has the biggest impact, right? Find the one thing that has the biggest impact that if you acted on it, if you did it, you may not have to do anything else, right? Like, what is the one thing that you could do? that if done would take away, would, would solve the problem or take away other actions for you to do, right? Like that's gotta be your thing, that's, that's right? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap this up. Uh, I don't wanna go too long. Um, I'm really excited. Look, I didn't say anything about this. My sister made this shirt, I think it's kind of dope. I'm gonna talk to her though. I want it to kind of be up a little higher, but you know, live your life on purpose with purpose live your life on purpose with purpose you see me looking over there there's a camera over there uh live your life with purpose on purpose man figure out like i said for me i found my purpose when i found out i was a father i don't know when you find your purpose but oh man oh i, I can't remember exactly how they set it up but in the book they talk about a pyramid i should have wrote it down man it's super super deep um you know talk about a pyramid matter of fact let me let me see um, um, this is not, I shouldn't probably do this. I should probably pause it and then, and then pull it up. But nah, we live, man. We, it's just me and y'all, right? The one thing pyramid, right? The one thing pyramid. See if I can find it. If I can't find it, I'm, you know. Um, that ain't it. Pyramids of alien worships. What is that? <laughs> 
anyway, so look, so it's like a pyramid or like, a, you know, he's talking about like purpose and, and passion and, and do read the book, right? Read the book, read the book, read the book. I, I can't, I can't, you know, emphasize it enough. It's really good, really, really good for, for fathers, for leaders. Um, what else? Uh, housekeeping, right? Uh, I am, um, again, like I said, I'm working on I'm building out a podcast studio here in my house and then also in the real world. Um, so for those of you that are into podcasting, I know I got some of you guys that are into podcasting that are listening to the episodes. If you guys got suggestions on equipment that your boy needs to get, let me know. Um, I got a whole list of stuff, but let me know what you guys suggest. Um, that'd be dope. Um, trying to think of some other things that are going on. I had a couple of eBooks that I'm working on. Um, you know, the habit, habit formation one. Oh, habitbroke.com. Go to www.habitbroke.com. Um, I think it's finally set up that I talked about, uh, breaking habits, building habits, um, a few episodes ago. Uh, and I said, I was gonna have that up. It is now up. Um, my wife and I do a podcast, meditate, motivate and movement. Um, we are working on creating a kind of an ebook uh, uh, for that as well, building your meditation practice. Um, I can't tell you enough how that has been huge for me. Uh, a few episodes back, I was talking to Terry Braggs and he was talking about you know, Chef Braggs, talking about how big meditation has been for him. Um, it's, it's really, really, really important for us to get in touch with our thoughts and not be so cluttered up here because when we are in touch with our thoughts, we are better able to respond instead of react. And as a man, you should never really be out of control. When we react to a situation and we just kind of fly off the cuff, that that is uh, that is out of control, right? And, and we should be in control as much as we can um, in that regard so that we are responding appropriately to the situations around us. Um, sometimes when we react, we regret right? And I don't want to regret, and I, I don't think that you guys either. So we want to respond so we can avoid regretting, right? Um, so that is going to be live soon. So you guys can start working on that. Um, as far as fitness goes, um, you know, I, we talk about it all the time, but um, I have a 28-day a, uh, challenge that is that is started already for February. It's, today is the 5th, I think. Started already for February, but there's still time to hop in. Um, for those of you that are, that are, you know, got significant others or wives, you still have enough time to lose, you know, a few pounds before Valentine's day. So you can show up, you know, shirt unbuttoned, it's a little taco meat out looking good for your lady. Um, so that is, uh, I'll put a link for that in, in the, in the, in the show notes or something. But, uh, if you, if you follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at, you can call me coach the letter. You can call me coach. Uh, follow the podcast at Four Fit Fatherhood, the number Four Fit Fatherhood. Um, if you haven't yet checked out the website, it's fourfitfatherhood.com for all of the episodes. If you're catching this one some some other way, uh, maybe you're looking at it on YouTube, um, then you know you want to go head on over to the website, catch up on some of the other episodes, some of the other information that's out there. Um, trying to think of what else you need to know. I think that's it, man. I'm going to wrap this thing up. Um, I got a couple of things I got to do. I Like I said, I got to go back to Target, <laughs> grab a few things that I forgot. And that is it, man. I appreciate you guys for joining me. Um, for those of you guys that are first-time listeners, 
super, super dope that you guys would stick through it. If you haven't yet, go grab the book, The One Thing, right? If you don't have like an Audible or uh, uh, what is that, Scribed or something like that, a Kindle, um, grab the paperback, man. You know what I mean? Like it's it's good enough, right? It's good enough for you to read. Um, there's also like a, a, a like a daily planner thing that can kind of go along with it. I, you know, I don't do that kind of stuff, but uh, not that I don't do it, but I don't necessarily buy one. I have like my own little one that I use. Um, so I don't, I don't, you know, purchase the stuff that comes along with it like that. And, and but you can, um, great book, great book, great book. Matter of fact, you know what? I might give one of these joints away, right? So, Hey, look, if you're listening to the podcast, go to, uh, my, my Instagram at, you can call me coach, uh, comment, uh, the one thing, right. Or, or message me the one thing, right. Go to, you can call me coach message me the one thing and i'm going to get you that book um so you can so you can listen to it or, or read it or if you got a kindle right um i really like i really think it's a really good book for for people to read um especially fathers and leaders um you know whatever it is right whatever it is you're working on by focusing your energy on one thing at a time um you you can live a more rewarding life you can build your career, strengthen your finances, lose weight, get in shape, deepen your faith, uh, nurture stronger marriages and personal relationships, man. If you focus on your one thing, right, one thing at a time to being the best father you could be, all right? All right, y'all. You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach on Instagram. Also, follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on You Can Call Me Coach. Uh, go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it.